Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Eyes Up Here. I am Lindsay Palos. Thank you guys for listening so much thus far. It's been a lot of fun, and I've got a lot more fun to come. And today, my special guest is a comedian. She is an actress. She is a model. She's a host. And you might have caught me on her podcast, Date Fails, recently. This is Kate Quigley. Yay! What's up? Girl, I'm so excited to see you. Me too. I feel like we hang out all the time, even though we just tweet at each other. I know. Honestly, (laughs) I thought that I, like, missed you after we did our first podcast. It was really fun. It was natural. You were so great and people loved you. I get that all the time. No, well, yeah, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I really <laughs> the opposite of what I get. People are like, no, She's a bitch. No, um, this is a great studio. What an amazing lighting situation. Thank you so much. I got really lucky and made friends at the Focus TV studios. I like that you didn't even plug that, but I have to plug them because I'm really thankful that they helped me out here. No, this seriously is so beautiful. Like this could easily be a legit network television show. And oh, lighting, it will be. Yeah. I think it will. Yes. You should have a show. You just look like someone who was born to be in front of a camera, literally. <laughs> Hopefully not for like bad things like jail. <laughs> America's Most Wanted. Because my parents used to tell me that like I looked like I belonged. Are you serious? On my America's parents, Most Wanted? Yeah. Honestly, like I was like a bad kid. Real? I was too. Kind of. I made good grades, but I was terrible. Really? Yeah. What about you? I got good grades, but I also, I was really bad. I used to hang out with an older crowd. But when I say really bad, like really bad growing up in Ohio is like I was sneaking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Badass. Marijuana. You know what I mean? Right. Like I was doing heroin. Wait, I didn't know you grew up in Ohio. Yeah. My favorite people always come from Ohio. Really? We have this weird rural America connection. Ohioans. Yeah. Ohioans. What do you fucking call yourself? Ohioans. Ohioans. And Louisianans. Louisianians. I think it's just because we're from like, it's it's middle America. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up, my whole family still lives in Ohio. Where? I'm the one that left. Canton. Oh, never heard of it. Uh, it's <laughs> no one really has. <laughs> it's if you know football, you know it because that's where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. Oh, wow. So, you know, they just had like the Hall of Fame induction and all the football players go to Canton. It's like their only claim to fame. But interesting. I used to march in the Hall of Fame parade when I was a kid. As a as of what? As all kinds of things. Like I was. Oh, my God. I was a baton twirler. Sick. You know what? I never even I forgot about this. Do you know who? Um, What's the chick's name from Will and Grace that played Karen? Megan. Uh, I forget her name. She used to have a a talk show. Okay. And when I first moved to LA, I used to do like paid audience work and I was working on her show and they needed someone (laughs) from the audience to perform. And I was like, I could twirl baton. I'm going to piss myself. Stop. (laughs) And they were like, do you happen to have batons? I was like, yeah, I keep them in my trunk. Like I used to actually keep batons. You did keep them in your trunk? That's the most beautiful LA make it story I've ever heard in my life. Well, I wouldn't call that making it. I twirled baton on a talk show one time. Oh, no, no, no. You're destined for greatness if that's how you started. If, if you. someone asked you to twirl a baton on command and you were down, yeah. babe, you know you're going to get like an Emmy or something. It was honestly so embarrassing, though, because I went on there and I threw the baton and I did a somersault. And the first time I missed it and it went into the audience. I'm <laughs> dying. Audience can we number. find this footage? You probably can. But then the second time they gave me a second time and I caught it. And that was like my moment of like, look, mom, the billions you spent on baton lessons paid off. I can't imagine that moment in slow motion, like you catching a baton on that, that ladies nice. talk show in LA. Wait, so how old are you? What? How'd you get to LA from Ohio? I was 24 when I moved here. Well, I actually moved here from Chicago because mm. I went to college in Chicago. I got married. You oh know my I was God, married? no. I was married for 10 years. 
Why? I got, <laughs> that's what everyone says. That's a long ass time. You don't even, you don't look like you could be of age to have a marriage so long. Well, one, thank you. And two, uh-huh. I'm really, not, I shouldn't have. Yeah. Like I got married when I was 19. Fuck. To like my, he wasn't my high school sweetheart, but he was like a guy that I loved in high school. And then Aww. we moved to Chicago. Okay. I went to college there. And then basically like, Towards the end of the Chicago time, I was starting to be like, ah, we were not getting along great. Oh. I always wanted to move to L.A. So I was like, I'm just going to go to L.A. and try it out. And I moved here by myself. How like, do you feel about that? He was supportive. Like, the thing was, we always were good friends and we didn't, like, fight a lot. We just, you look back and you go, this wasn't someone that I probably should have been romantically involved with. Yeah. But we were so young. Right. You know, you don't know the difference when you're young. You kiss someone and you're like, I guess we're dating now. Of course. And you're from Ohio. So just like Louisiana, our pamphlet is find someone in high school and stick with them. Right. Yeah. That's, remember we talked, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked on my podcast, I think, about uh, you said you don't really casually hook up like you're, you you boyfriend guys. Didn't you yeah. say something like that? No one's getting this kitty. Yeah, that's exactly no. how I was raised was like, yes. don't. So once we started kissing, I was like, I guess we have to be married if we're yeah. ever going to have sex. That's right. like basically how it happened. That's normal. Yeah. So then um, I moved to L.A. and I moved into like a Section 8 building that was all crackheads. Oh my god! There were homeless guys living in the hallways, and I bet it was fifteen hundred dollars a month. It How was much was it? Like that. Yeah. Stop. It, was, it was like a thousand dollars back then, which was like ten years ago. And then we, uh, the the reason I moved in there, there was a pool. Oh, that's a good reason. I mean, there were naked crackheads swimming in it, but it was a pool. I've gone to parties willingly for naked crack. Like, I mean, I feel like (laughs) I've gone. I mean, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. But I have gone to parties where there were probably naked crackheads. Yes, you have. On my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voluntarily. There's always a naked crackhead by the end of the night at every yeah. party in Hollywood. Yeah, so. especially downtown. If you get the chance to go to a downtown pool party. Oh, yeah. Like a rooftop? Like a yeah. Pool. yeah. Yeah. So you moved here. So did your comedy or acting or modeling, how did it all start? Did it start in Chicago? Yeah, well, I really started acting when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I wanted to act. Like, I used to watch TV and be like, Mom, I want to go do that. So I started doing plays and commercials when I was, like, six. I was a dancer. I always oh, wow. did all that stuff. But I always wanted to be a model, and I was hideous. Like, hideous. What? I'm telling you, I was the ugliest child. In what way? I had a mullet. I had crooked teeth. I had, like, a unibrow. I was super flat not that that really matters like as a grown-up right maybe, like whatever but as a kid I was the most gangly hideous I look like a boy I'm serious I told people thought I was a boy all the time what and I thought I was a boy on the inside like, <laughs> I still sometimes I'm like I think I might like I would be one of those people that could go either way like really? if I was born with a penis and a vagina I probably would have kept the penis yeah, yeah I might too you yeah <laughs> really yeah, totally you're a tomboy probably would have made more money yeah no I mean oh, I just feel yeah. like the penis you know, if I had more of one thing, I would use the one I had more of. So I would assume this is getting too far. How would but- you use a dick the way that you use? But like, that's a good question, actually, because mm-hmm. guys get mad because like, OK, guys get mad at you for being a hot chick. You're aware of this, right? Yeah. Fuck that them. There are certain guys, not oh, yeah. all guys, that will be pissy because you're a hot woman. They're mean like, to my fu- my face. Right. Oh, right. yeah. No. But what would be like the equivalent of that as a man? Like if you did have a huge dick, how would you use that outside of like being a porn star? What could you do? with that oh well i know the answer to this 100 i know you think you're gonna stop me oh i've got this it's called big dick energy so if i had 
the big dick. I would have the energy of big dick energy. You so know, it's like you're that on Twitter. Cocky, swaggy, yeah, confident. big dick energy. You could do anything. I could work in real estate. I could fly planes. Like the fact that I had that big dick, I could have big dick energy. So there's big stuff. dick energy, but how come there's no hashtag for angry small dick energy? Because there's a lot of those guys. <laughs> those are the ones that hate. Those you know, are the ones that hate on you. It might be. I might have seen tweets like that about Let's start that hashtag. angry small dick energy. Can angry we make that shorter? Energy. Just for marketing purposes, yes. can we get that down to like two sentences? Sentences. We need to shorten this hashtag. Shorten angry, it. Yeah, we'll pun intended. Angry baby dick. Aww. ABD. The scientific term. Well, you know, because it's like subjective. There's if I say small, I don't want to hurt your feelings. No, there's a difference between a small dick and a micro penis. Oh, I've seen, seen one or the other. Micro penis, babe. I it's really like have. Have you? Smaller than my. Pinky. Wait, I want to talk about it. Have you? I really have. Yes, I really have. Also, can I, I just hear the story? It. I couldn't feel it. Wait, can <laughs> I just hear the story? Because I really want to. Okay. Well, okay. There is. There's a guy. By the way, sometimes they feel bigger than they are. Have you noticed that? Okay, I've only seen one, and I'll tell you that story. <laughs> I just was dating a guy. I liked him, and he was cute, and he was funny. But we had hit or miss chemistry. Like, sometimes Uh-oh. we would make out, and it'd be good, and sometimes we'd make out, and it'd be not good. Is that because, like, the alcohol? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say that, that the drugs are bad part. one day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then... Um, I felt it in his pants, and I could tell it wasn't big, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel like maybe I was feeling more of something else, like balls, or maybe kept his wallet yeah. in the front pocket. Like I'm not sure, but that once, would be smart. You know, <laughs> rolls of quarters. That's a genius idea. I don't know, but once I got wallet his pants here, though, girl, up, we fucked in the dark the first time, and I really couldn't like. It was literally like a scene from a show where you're like, okay, you can put it in now. And they're like, I am in. It was like that bad. But I didn't want to make him feel bad. Of course. And I didn't want to think of myself as a bad person. So I tried to even sleep with him again a second time. That's so nice of you. I'm very noble. Yeah. (laughs) That's really, really, really nice of you. Well, because I feel guilty if some. My problem with men is that when they are any time. I'm really attracted to them. Like I just, I was just telling you, I went out on a first date with a guy and I've been thinking about him a lot. Yeah. And I actually said to my friend last night, I go, I know this is a bad sign. Cause anytime I can't stop thinking about one oh, after no. one date, they're like murderers. They're I'm gonna... like, something has to be wrong. And whenever I don't like them, they're always great guys. So with baby dick guy, I tried to give him <laughs> a shot because he was a good dude. Yeah, as you should. But I really need a little, I need I need some good dick down. You know what Man, I mean? Man, I could totally live without it. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. No. Tell me your baby dick story. Okay, okay, okay. It was my birthday. If the guy is listening to this, you are, I mean, I love you. This is funny. So the guy, there's this guy. It was my birthday, yeah. May 19th. Picture this three years ago. Okay, three years ago, I was what, 24? Or yeah. turning 24, so yeah. I was still 23, so I was very stupid. Like, 23, I'm still sure. pretty stupid. Like me now. Well, <laughs> I'm just definitely stupid. So anyway, um, it's my birthday three years ago, yeah. May 19th. I decided as a glorious like birthday day, I would just get drunk in WeHo. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, so I was hitting up all the gay bars, all just getting smashed throughout the day. Right. And by like 9 p.m., I had this guy come through, and he's like, hey, come get in the hot tub. It's your birthday. And I'm like, fucking hot tub, I'm there. I love how chicks are just like, hot tub, pool, that's all we need to hear. That's all I need to hear. There's water, we're coming over. I just want to set the scene because, you know, the first time you see something interesting, you remember it. So this is my setting, okay? (laughs) My birthday a few years ago. Yeah. So this guy, I'd been talking to him. We'd been on a few dates. He's a perfect catch. Um, Fire job, fire guy, really nice. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so we go to his house. It's like my birthday, 930, getting pretty drunk. And we go to get in the hot tub and he looks at me and my friends and he goes, I have one rule about the hot tub and it's you have to be naked to be in the hot tub. Ooh. And I was How about like, me too of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. But I was really drunk. So I was probably whatever. Right. Right. But I'm like, yeah, uh, you first. And so he takes his <laughs> pants off and he's like completely like very small, which is fine. I just want to I want to reiterate that it is completely fine to have a, a very small, small penis. Anything. It is fine to have a small. Yeah. We're it not is. judging you. I would have totally I'm dated him you. if he was like date worthy. It had nothing to do with the dick. You but would date a- it, I was I was quite surprised because that, that was his way of showing me what he had before we hooked up. That's, That's what he of, did. Oh, he does this to everyone. Yes, He's like, babe. This- I could tell it was like how small. Mm-hmm. You know what a micro the difference between a micro penis and a small dick, right? A micro penis is actually like a little teeny nub of a penis. Babe, it was I'm a being, nub penis. It truly, truly was. Did it get hard? I don't know. I want to know. I got how drunker. It, what if it I grows? got way drunker and I just. <laughs> what if it grows like those capsules you drop in the bathtub and they turn into animals? That would be good for him. Maybe that's true <laughs> that it does. <laughs> I need to know. Man. But anyway, we've gone off the subject. But yeah. No, um, it's a great subject. We need to get this guy in here. <laughs> big dick energy is definitely one thing. Yeah. Angry dude with a dick energy is another thing. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't typecast small because I do feel bad. Small is not the same as micro. Small is definitely not the same as micro, but I do feel bad for anyone with a micro penis out there who feels uncomfortable about it. Well, I yeah, that's a good point because actually <laughs> women can Why like, am I if, so nice? Because everybody online is telling me, fuck you, you're so you look fat and you look ugly here. Like, and I'm cur- concerned about the micro penises who are for sure the ones harassing me in return. Yeah. I'm sick, aren't I? Well, here's Why do I care? If you have a micro penis, but you're like amazing in bed because you eat the best pussy of all time and yeah. you're really good with your hands and you have toys and you're a great guy and you're all these things. Yeah. Then, then I would date you too. Yeah, you especially know? if you're rich. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a good time to use that one, but not true. You know what's weird? I get uncomfortable dating rich men. Really? Tell me more. I really do. Like one, I get, you know why? Because first of all, I feel pressure to keep up with their rich friends yeah. and their rich friends, other rich women. Oh, yeah. Or like trophy girls. Like, okay, look, a girl like you would make me, if I went on a date and all the girls at the table looked like you, it's not about the looks. It's about me feeling like I don't know what to wear. I'm not as same good makeup. I get I don't know designers. You really? know what's yeah, and you know what's weird about me too? Cause I might look like this is all a show. Like I know how to do hair and makeup. I'm lucky, like someone has taught me. Yeah. And they barely taught me how to dress. But the thing is, I don't necessarily fit in with I don't want to say Instagram models, but other glamour girls. Yeah. I don't fit in with that crowd. So they're definitely not my besties or right. like I can't I feel uncomfortable in that crowd and then I got the normal people crowd like the not no I shouldn't say that but like even the I have trust fund friends oh okay so okay. these okay. kids yeah they're much cooler than me they have money they know designers they've they've traveled internationally and I definitely feel stupid to them because I've got like the platinum hair and I'm like I got boobs they don't care about they don't do boobs anymore like they don't do boobs anymore it's, yeah it's they, true. boobs aren't in anymore yeah they just don't care like yeah. they're into just like brown hair and like <laughs> what no, else do they like no, gucci loafers i kind of know what you mean i know what yeah you mean. like i'll tell you the other night i went to a party and there was a girl and this is actually funny because like i get stressed if i have to dress myself for anything that's not comedy like part of the reason i love stand-up is because i can wear camo pants and a t-shirt and yeah. like 
I look normal. But whenever I have to go anywhere that I have to dress myself, I get so stressed out. I need someone else to do it. I always yes. have girlfriends that will help me like buy clothes. I'm That's really nice. bad. So like I went to this party the other night and there was a girl that immediately I could just tell, you know, you can tell when you meet a girl and they're kind of sizing you I up. I think if someone looks at your shoes, cause you just, she just mimicked it. I don't know if you're watching the video. I looked but, up and down. But yeah, people will look you at on your shoes. People will do that on Beverly Hills. And for me, if, you lo if you're looking down at my shoes to scan up to my face, I want to punch you already. Cause fuck off. Well, the thing is that what's weird is it's changed for me because the sometimes Sometimes I'll get that energy from mm -hmm. a girl. And then when they ask what I do and I start talking about stand up, their whole demeanor changes because people for some reason are like, they think that's a cool job. They do. You know, it's not as cool as anyone thinks. But like, so it's weird because it's kind of like when guys, they say guys get funny mm -hmm. to get women, like guys that normally, I feel like that is my way into like the cool people. Like, that's my, if I'm like, I look like this because I'm a comedian, then they're like, oh, I, we get it. Now, you, you poor thing, we can trust you. Like, Stop. they take pity, I swear to God. But then they like me. It's weird. That does make sense. I yeah. do feel like I would feel more comfortable around a comedian or like, you know what I mean? Less intimidated. I think because comedians can make fun of themselves. So if you see a super hot girl and she's like, oh, no, like I make fun of myself on the daily because you have to. Yeah. It's part of the job. Then they feel more relaxed. Because no comedian's going to be like some bitchy prude. Also, it's weird because whenever I see a super duper like beautiful girl who I feel like is sizing me up, it's my insecurity is to go, oh, she's looking at me like this because I look like stupid when actually they're looking at you like that because they're better. intimidated yeah. in their size. but it's just a weird it's just weird how women we go to this dark place of like i'm not good enough and it's not our fault too let me <laughs> let's put that out there it is not our fucking it's fault baby dick energy yeah and it's us. baby dick energy it's the barbie dolls in the shopping aisles it's the chicks on TV, you want us to like look like J-Lo, but you don't want us to dress like J-Lo at your local club. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. I'm That's in the mood today. Right? Fuck off. That's why when I first started doing comedy and everyone was like, don't don't post hot photos. Don't wear so don't wear makeup on stage. Don't blah, 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 whatever. I was kind of like, I just want to break the boundary, like the stigma yes. of like girls can only be X, Y. You can either only be you or you can only be me. You can't be a mix of two. Why can't you be hot? That is exactly the thing. You know? That's exactly yeah. my life, I feel like, in a nutshell. Yeah. The thing is, because I feel like, at least in my case, when I get dressed up or I put on makeup or I feel hot, in no way I'm looking to bang. <laughs> so me usually, neither. yeah, I'm not looking for your dude, my dude, a dude. Like, I just. The dude is the last thing I care about. And then B, people say, oh, you're seeking attention. Well, let's let's backtrack. That's normal. That's literally biologically a very normal thing to want to attract attention. And so do men. They just yeah. don't have to work as hard. I think, you know, I think men feel so confined by their boundaries. I think a lot of men would like to dress more colorfully and have kind of these extensive beauty I routines. I really do think they would. and But they don't feel comfortable in this society. that we Well, have. I think that is part of it. I think guys get upset because we have some tools that we can use that men can't use. However, yes. the flip side of that, like I just posted something about this today because so I'm really bad at waking up. Like I was Same. telling her before I came in, like I like I'm not exaggerating. I could set eight alarms. I will sleep through every alarm when I'm on the road for comedy. I will tell the front <laughs> desk 
I need someone to come bang on my door till I open it or oh, I won't, wow. a wake up call won't work. Like that's how deep I sleep. It was because I have trouble sleeping. Yeah. So what I started doing, this is actually hilarious. I started listening to hypnotherapy sleep, like, like these videos on YouTube to fall asleep at night. But the problem is <laughs> it never turns off. So oh, no. I'm like hypnotized through my alarms. Like I'm like, I'm in a deep trance. I'm basically in a coma, right? Oh my God. So last night I was coming home from the comedy store and I knew I had to be here at, we, we started at 1130. So I knew I had to get up at like 839 to get ready. I was so scared I would sleep in <laughs> that I asked my Uber driver, Francisco, I said, if I pay you, will you come bang on my apartment door and wake me up at 8.30 in the morning and then go Uber for a while, then come back and pick me up and take me to this gig? And the guy was like, you don't have to pay me. I'll do it for free. Oh, my God. And he was so sweet. He wasn't creepy. He was just nice. And uh, and then I, I posted that, like a video of him saying Yeah, that. I saw it. But what's funny is I started thinking, this is the men's side of the argument when women are like, we want equal wages. And then guys are like, but... Dudes do free, like, I could not believe this guy. And he didn't even want me to pay him to drive me to Beverly Hills, which is like Francisco. a $30 Uber. I know, I know. What a, what a sweet man. But that's what I'm saying is like, we do have some things easier because we're women. Yeah, not some, war and death. What's that? Like war and death. We got, yeah. we got out of that one, war. but we also might not necessarily cause war and death. So it's, you know, it's a tricky zone. The yeah. thing is, you know, the thing is about society and like living in a patriarchy for thousands of billions of trillions of years or whatever. Yeah. Um, even though we haven't been here that long, trillions. but the thing is, <laughs> it feels like whatever. it. But yeah. the thing is, whoever is in charge is going to get heavily criticized no matter what. So if the world were just predominantly like women dominated, we would get all the criticism. There would be like this moment in time where all the boys would be like, oh, fuck you bitches, you know? It's tall poppy syndrome. It's whoever's doing well and whoever's popular is gonna also catch the most shade. Like I've seen it yeah. recently, like it's weird, but I just, I feel like for me even, it's funny because in comedy, I moved here and I was that girl and you're probably the same way. Like I am, I just assume everyone, we're all friends. If yeah. I meet someone, they're nice to me. I'm like, we're friends. And I tend to be a really open book. So I have learned in this town because I used to, I would meet you. We click, we go out for drinks. I'll tell you everything. Everything's yeah. going on in my life. All my insecurities, this Same. guy, this guy. Right. And I've always been that way. And then lately I've started to notice that it's not that you can't trust people, but it's just in this town, like when you start to get a little heat, some people react and they're supportive. Some people might be a little jealous. Some people oh, might yeah. get angry. That's not. But then my problem is I tend to overshare. Mm -hmm. So then people have, oh, like, I know that this is her weakness or I know this is a spot I can. And I'm starting to find that you have to be a little more careful of like what you kind of no, let out. I don't want you to lose that. Well, I don't I... want to lose vulnerability. You... But sometimes I think I need to kind of like just. I guess I guess what I mean is I don't sometimes I'll tell someone like, oh, I, I might I might get this gig. This really I don't say. To, yeah, exactly. Stuff when it like comes that. to jobs and specifics. Right. Because if I tell a girl I'm doing a photo shoot with like a balloon wrapped around me, you know, some weird shit. They're going to do the like exact that. same thing. And they're, right. they're using my captions like some little shit. But yeah, same job. So reach out to the job and try to steal the job. Stuff like that. And it's That's just major because I trust everyone. Oh, you know, what's a really crazy one is, too, with people taking stuff like. 
I wrote a joke that turned into a viral meme. The joke was just, I said something like, I think I need to quit doing drugs because my grandma caught me and I know I was way too high because she's dead or something like the joke was something like that. Yeah. And it turned into a viral meme. And then I was still doing it at comedy shows. And then people started being like, she stole that joke from a meme. And I'm like, I wrote And it was the- your meme. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like people will find reasons to, like what happened to Amy Schumer, how everyone's like, she steals, she steals. It's like, we don't really know. She's so high at the top. She didn't do that by accident. Yeah. She didn't magically become this huge superstar because right. she has no talent. It's just everyone's so quick to like, turn on someone oh yeah we're living in the pitchfork days fuck that where everyone's out with their pitchforks mostly on twitter i hate it i hate it too i hate it it's just so dumb it's like if you waste time chasing down people and putting down people you're never gonna make it i agree it's such a waste of time if i sat here with you for an hour and we just talk shit about other people i could never what's the point yeah i truly couldn't i would feel so bad i would feel terrible you know what i think i think that what happens is we just gave all our energy to that person yes that person's and they get magic there. right i think people I think get so magic too. no i, I really do because i know all the shit that people talk about me i think i get a little magic from it every fucking time it, th- listen it's like this haters make you work harder because you go okay Everyone thinks I'm Lindsay Palos, just some dumb hot chick. So I'm going to prove to them <laughs> that I'm smart, that I'm funny. So you know what? I'm going to actually, instead of just posting photos, I'm going to start a show. Then you start a show. Then that blows you up further. So they're just giving you heat and yeah. they're giving you a chip. So yeah. that's it. Like every time someone's like, you only get booked on comedy shows because this guy wants to bang you. I'm like, okay, well, watch how funny I'll be when I get on stage. And then the club will bring me back. Like I just, it makes me work harder. Yeah. That's it. I'm all fired up. No, I love that. I love, God, I love talking haters. I just love, I just, I just think that like, I was talking to Jim Jeffries one day. He's like one of my favorite comics and a friend. And he was just saying, He's like, I never sit around and throw shade because I don't have time. I've never had time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's why you're here. Yeah. I truly think I tweeted it yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. I literally this is my last tweet. And I said the most talented people I ever meet are also the kindest. I think there's no room for bitterness when you're better. If you're the one who's better, you're never bitter. And it's really so much of the truth. Yeah. And I was inspired. I did a photo shoot yesterday and I shot with this amazing photographer. This guy gets you published in magazines. Every shot. I'm a blonde haired girl on the beach. Okay. You know how difficult getting a pretty shot is. Yeah. On a beach. It is. the light. It's not fucking yeah, easy not with easy. hair and makeup. And yeah. I can show you every shot off the camera. It's amazing. It's stunning. And the guy never talks shit. The guy's super duper kind and positive. And even just in that, like you, like the best people are never bitter. Yeah, I mean, it's just because you know what I think, though, too, is like maybe it depends on your journey to get to it, because like I'm 35. I went through fucking hell when I I mean, growing up, I came from a very broken home. There's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Like then my mom will kill me for talking about this. But like but then, you know, my divorce I was married to that guy from 19 to 30. So like, that's hard. Yeah. When I went through that and I was here in LA, I didn't know one person. So it was like, not only was I starting over, I felt so alone. I had to make all new friends in my thirties. I'm in this town with no money. I'm starting a new, like I wasn't just starting comedy, but I was really just starting to like go after it hard. Yeah. And so I think the thing is for me, like 
I don't take one ounce of it for granted, but I also don't expect like anything I get, I'm grateful for. Of course. A guy buys me a drink. I text him the next day like, that was so nice of you. Like, I just don't <laughs> expect anything from anyone. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, though, is I think people think it, everything's going to be easy or yeah. handed to them. But it's like, once you go through a little, like, hell. Oh, yeah. You realize, like, oh, my God. I'm so, When I go to the beach, mm-hmm. I'm like... Holy shit. I live here. I live at the I ocean. know. I have those moments too. Yeah, still when I go. And it's just like, I don't take it for granted, any of it. I really yeah. don't. If it all ended tomorrow, I'd be like, I got to do so much. Aww. It's, it's the truth. I think that's why, like, everything else. I'm getting, like, emotional even talking about it. But it's like, I just feel like I got to do more in this town I love that. Than I thought I would. So everything's icing. Oh, you know? I think you're going to do so much more. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny when you're talking about you went through a divorce. See, I think I think the same thing. Like when you have to overcome really hard obstacles, it makes you it can make you a more successful person. Yeah. But those obstacles don't have to be in adulthood. Like for listeners or whoever, like I think you can really tackle some things when you're 10 and 12 and 15. Oh, yeah. Your first heartbreak could be 14 getting your ass like stomped on and crushed and if you're like getting over that breakup you're just gonna do better and better because I feel like I faced a lot of my shitty stuff early and in college I never slept so that was like my college thing I had a full-time job I worked at Hooters all the time I was working doubles because I paid for my clothes and my car and my house and all that stuff I had a scholarship to school but I didn't you know I had to pay for all the books and yeah imagine going school full-time and work full-time is not easy and I think my surroundings were people whose parents paid for them or they're working minimum wage jobs and have roommates. And I was just kind of I feel like my sacrifice was then. And yep. now I'm getting a lot of my reward. But it's also cool that you talk about that because, I mean, people probably assume that you had everything handed to you just because oh. the way you look. Oh, but man. you know what? It's OK. It's like you just smile and go. But you're like, that's really cool. I didn't even know that about you, that you paid for everything oh, yeah. coming up. But you're self-made. God damn it. Yeah. Hooters. You're self-made. I went through Were thousands. You on the calendar? I was in the 2011 <gasps> calendar. I'm on that's the deck so- of cards. Shut up. You're on yeah. the deck of cards? Yeah. Like in the calendar, there's like a card and then I'm on one of them. It's really tiny. You know, what's crazy, too, about like my life. I worked. I wanted to be in that calendar so bad. It was all I cared about. I practiced my poses in the mirror. And I was early 20s. I'm still awkward looking in so many ways. And now I sell my own calendar internationally. That is like. Oh, isn't that so amazing? (laughs) It's fucking cool. I remember when I was a kid watching Evening at the Improv on TV and and like just being like, man, that would be so cool. And then I'll have moments where I'll like. Because it's weird how it all becomes normal once you kind of start to get what you want. Yeah, and your dreams get bigger, which is annoying. But every once in a while, you do have to stop and smell the roses. Like, like, even now, talking about it, it's just, it's funny. Like, last night, I was backstage at the comedy store, which now I'm there so many nights a week, I don't even think about it. But then sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to stop and go, holy shit, like, think of the people that have been in this Oh, that's an iconic-ass place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's just weird. You just... You know, you forget we're so lucky, but that's really true for for everybody if they're doing something they like. That's the big thing I would say for people is to like try to find a way to do something that you actually love Mm -hmm. because like a lot of people do jobs they hate and I couldn't do do that. I would rather be broke. I mean, look, a comedy doesn't pay anything like it really unless you're like Dave Chappelle, you know, yeah, it doesn't pay well, but. I'm so much happier than when I was, I used to be like a, a spokesmodel for cars and stuff. Like I would do oh the my car God, shows. Yes. Oh my God, I was Done the girl those. that would be like introducing the GTR, like talk on the mic. Yeah. Those girls make a lot of money. That's like a really good gig. Right. I just got, 
I couldn't, I felt like I'm not passionate at all about this. I don't care. Yeah. Not, they're going to hate me for saying this. I did it for so many years, but it was just like, I, know. I was so fed up with talking about cars when I got out of that. Yeah. And then I took, I, I quit to make way less money, but I'm like way happier. Good. Yeah. I love that story. Wait, I wanted to ask you too. You hosted the Porn Awards. Oh yeah. Tell me about the that. The Aviana Awards. <laughs> yes. Um, just, it was fun. I want to go to those one year. You know and what? Just, we like, should go together. Watch. I it's would really love fun. To go. I want to go again. But as... can we go incognito so no one's like, oh, yes. Lindsay's going to do porn. No, if let's... I go, everyone's going to think I'm going to do porn. Trust me. Let's go. We'll, we'll wear like, we'll be characters. Let's that would be, be in so like wigs and stuff. Fun. Or you could just be a character and I'll be like, this is my friend Margaret. <laughs> I'll be Margaret. I want to get a prosthetic nose and stuff. I like how I named you Margaret. I think like, I, I would be why. a good Margaret at a porn award. Like, no one would want to talk to Margaret. I mean, I loved hosting the ABN Awards. Um, everyone told me, see, this is another example of like, everyone told me it's going to be awful. They mm -hmm. don't listen. Just plan to bomb. Okay. Play for the cameras. Yeah. Every comic that did it told me these things. So, you know, I went early. Mm -hmm. I went two days early just to make friends with all the porn people. I walked oh. around because my thinking was if they like me, they're going to pay attention. Yeah. And it worked. Genius. So when I came out on stage, they all listened. And even like I went to a party, a pool party on Sunday and there was a lot of porn people there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know them, but they this was two years ago. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, yeah. but it's just I think because of that attitude about like, oh, I'll find a way to make it work instead of assuming it would go bad. Yeah. They all were like, oh my gosh, I remember you. You were my favorite host of the whatever. But it was because like I came and hung with them yeah. and stuff. It was effort. so fun. Good. Yeah. The irony is, um, you know Nick Hawk from Gigolos on Showtime? No. Oh, I thought we talked about him on my podcast. Shit, I don't know. He was on a TV show called Gigolos. He's a professional male gigolo, a real one in Vegas. Oh, sick. Nick Hawk. He is so hot oh my god but when i saw him go on stage to present an award i was like who's that guy i want to meet him and i was like is he a porn actor they're like no this is the best all the porn <laughs> no he's a gigolo like that they, they actually were like he shouldn't be here like he's a pretend porn you know what i mean oh my god so i ended up meeting him and we were like flirting all night and then there was this other porn guy who i ended up actually dating who saw me flirting with Nick. Was he an actor? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. He's it's saw... like a bucket list, date a porn star. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I I don't know if I would do it again. Mm -hmm. Sleep with one. Yeah. Bucket list. Right. Yeah. Um, date one, if you can handle it, but. Oh, I can't. You know, I for sure cannot. You know what's weird about it? What? It wasn't that I was jealous of him sleeping with other women because in a weird way, in my head, I was able to go like, it's a job, it's yeah. acting. Of course. But. The problem is it takes your power off the table. Yeah. Because what's your power as a woman? Oh, yeah, this vagina. Yeah. <laughs> but when they don't need it at all, and not wow. only do they not need it, but like literally you could be like, you know what? If you're going to be an asshole, I'm not going to fuck you. They're like, cool, I've got a threesome scene at 7 a.m. Uh, you know what? So yeah. They don't care. Wow. They must want a really deep connection, you would think, then, too. That's the problem. I think that's what happened because yeah. I like, totally fell for this guy, hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was ever really as into me as I thought. But the problem is they want to connect. So you as a girl, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's telling me his darkest secrets. He's holding me every night. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sleeping here all the time. Like, he really likes me. When for Aww. the porn guy, it's like, no, this is just the thing 
this is what they need. Like most guys need pussy. Right. They need cuddle and like connection. Damn. So it ended up being like the craziest, weirdest. Cause I would come over and be like, I just want you to fuck me. And he'd be like, I really, can we just cuddle tonight? Like it was so backwards. Yeah, it sucked. That's so interesting. (laughs) It was terrible. You know what's funny in LA, like, there's no way that someone doesn't have friends who are adult stars. Right. We've all got a friend who's doing porn or like webcam. Yeah. It's yeah. normal. It's so normalized here. And it's weird because you're a supportive friend. So you want to follow everyone on their Twitters and all this stuff. And then you'll be posting and it's like some of their, their work. And I'm like, you know, I don't want this on my Twitter line, but I completely want to support you as my homie. I already know. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I keep following them. Sometimes I'll like it. And I feel like people look at my phone like, what is she looking at? But I'm like, no, these are my friends. Like it is really funny. I was just saying that last night too. Like we get desensitized living in LA to things that the rest of the country finds shocking. Yes. You know, like, I mean, even, or even people that we think are, cause I work in comedy. So I think guys like Bill Burr and Joe Rogan are like household names that everyone in America knows who they are. But then I go home to Ohio and like my friends who like MMA and comedy do, but like to someone like, my mom or my brother, who's like a lawyer, he's like, Bill Burr, who's that? Yeah, that guy with the cartoon on Netflix. Like, they just, yeah. you know, it's weird. We live in this bubble of like entertainment here in LA. Everyone knows everything that's happening. They but do. In Ohio, my mom's like, the new quilt shop opened. Up Cute. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's, yeah. That was one of my first aha moments. So I bartended when I moved here at the Avalon. So the Avalon is kind of this, I've told my listeners, but it's this kind of classic like concert venue. A lot of celebrities have worked there before. Um, oh, oh my God, this is what it was. So I had, we host events a lot. Yeah. And they don't tell you what it is on the schedule. You just show up at eight o'clock and you work whatever bar they have set up. So one night I show up to work and we're hosting, um, we're hosting a porn award show for transsexual porn specifically. Yeah. And so it was one of my first weeks from L.A., and I ha- I I don't think I've ever seen a trans person before. Certainly not to the glam level of LA standards. Oh my god! And then I'm watching, you know, an erotic film awards ceremony. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, wow, like I'm really in LA. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh my god! I called my dad. I'm like, dad, guess what I just did? Oh. He's like, what? Yeah, that's how I was at the AVN awards. I had never even <laughs> seen it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And I mean, the funny thing is, my mom is very supportive. So my mom wanted to watch. It, but not really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So my mom was like, well, we watched your opening monologue and then we fast forwarded through. But then she would go to like her, she actually goes to a quilting club. So cute. And they would ask her like about how was the award show? Yeah. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so embarrassing. No, but, that's sweet though. Yeah, my family's dope. They're yeah. Great. It's good great. to be open. You gotta be, you know. That's how I was raised. You know what? There's an annoying thing about trolls too. Trolls always like to because we've been talking about haters and um, baby dick energy. Yeah. I feel so bad even saying that. I don't. I'm so nice. See, why yeah. would anyone want to troll me? I am very nice, too. But when it comes uh, to baby dick energy. I would hate for anyone to feel bad about themselves. Well, look, the, you're not saying Damn. baby dicks are bad people. You're saying baby dick energy is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a difference. Yes. You can have a large dick and have baby dick energy. Very true, very you know? true. Okay, thank you for yeah. that. For it's not. It's now a, I do like, feel better. It's a personality. Oh, yeah. But these people will comment on my stuff. So I have like a sexy photo, a glam photo, and they go, why don't you just do porn? Like, why don't you just do porn? Yeah. Okay, A. A, we shouldn't knock sex workers. And call, you know, I'm not, I don't look down on people who do sex work. But I equally can find it offensive that you ask me to 
film myself having sex on camera for you. You know what I mean? And I feel like the internet doesn't get where that's like a very clear, obvious thing, but it's it's, it is weird because I get the same thing. Why don't you just do porn anytime I host? I post a hot yeah. photo. And what's interesting, though, is like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have. If you post a selfie, mm-hmm. like if I clearly am taking a hot photo of myself in the mirror. Yeah. Somehow that's like worse than if I do a photo shoot where a professional takes hot photos of me. Then people are like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Yeah. What's your workout? But if you do it, there's something that's like too vain or too like narcissistic but sometimes i'm like you know what i'm in my 30s yes i'm gonna not look this great in 10 more years so this is someday i'm gonna go god remember when i looked like that like i i just feel like while i i'm in an age now where i'm celebrating what i still have before it's gone that's really that's (laughs) you should not look at it like that it's the truth though i think we're getting hotter though i'm getting i'm getting hotter literally like sweating we got botox now i know this is crazy but my my little kid dreams have almost all come true i've lived in a world where i can get halfway popular because we made like the internet happened. Right. Okay. Like I want to be like famous when I grow up. Then we, I get the internet. Okay. Right. Score. Score. I don't ever want to age and get wrinkles. I get Botox. Score. <laughs> I hate when boys treat me like shit for dressing hot. We have things like the Me Too movement and all these like. Score. Score. Like my life is coming into fruition. All these crazy things it's I've wanted. It's the law of attraction. What the fuck? You thought it into existence. I really did. I feel like <laughs> that too. Thankful. I feel like that too. But some of us, I feel like when you know. I knew when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I knew I was different. I never, I always was able to make people like me in different groups, but I never quite fit in with any group. And yeah. I think that that is what makes you, if you're really unique, you know, like, cause I'm super duper sensitive, like really sensitive. People don't know that about me, but then I'm also like able to put that away and be really ballsy and like kind of, so it's weird because it's like, I don't really fit in super well with big groups of girls all the time because yeah. I speak my mind a little too much. Yeah. But I also am really, really sensitive, so I don't do very well with guys. So I'm always kind of like this person that's skirting the outside, trying not to offend anyone yeah. and trying to. But I've finally learned, it's taken me till this year, to really enjoy just being alone and like keeping my circle small and like really that. loving the people that really get you. Yeah. And not worry about being like the winner of a popularity contest. Just oh be yeah, you. girl, trust me, fuck that shit. You know, because honestly, like even in the Instagram world, we'll have the girls. They'll throw birthday parties, and the birthday parties are are them with everyone who has like a million followers. But there's no conversation. There's no depth. If I had a flat tire, they wouldn't answer the phone. Like they're, right. it's, they're not people that I would. I'm building a substance with. It's right. literally for show. And yeah. I'd steer clear of anyone and anything like that. And I have a real core group of girlfriends that I love to death. And they're like my best friends. And you know what I mean? Like I went to the most amazing party the other night. And you know what? I left my phone in the car. And I was like, I'm going to. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to actually enjoy this party. Yeah. I'm not going to take photos. There were celebrities there. There were plenty of people to take photos with. But I was like, no one needs to know. I don't for like sometimes you go to events because you're networking and you want to. But in this case, I was actually like, you know what? This is my night off. I just want to have a good time. I don't want to be taking photos. And it was such a different experience to leave my phone in the car and just actually engage with everyone for like three hours. Yeah. But what was also hilarious is people were worried. Like I had so many missed calls 
and text and people are like, Katie, oh, no. are you? Because I never don't answer for more than like two hours unless I'm asleep. Right. So people were like, are you okay? Where are you? And I was like, oh, I actually just turned off my phone. Like it's. Yeah, I just I lived my that. life. Have you ever tried? It was amazing. Oh my You got to do it. You guys got to do it. Mine usually dies. So I get that experience, but like not when I want it. I'll be drunk and really far into a night of partying. Yeah. That's always great when it does. <laughs> I know. Ugh. I'm so terrible. Okay. So what do you have coming up? Oh, um, well, God, what we, I'm going on the road. I'm, when does this air? I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. All maybe right. the next day. Well, if it comes out before <laughs> this weekend. Soon. I know. Yeah. I'm in Boston this weekend at Laugh Boston. I'm going all over the place for comedy. Yes. Um, so just follow me on social media. It's Kate Q Funny for that. And then um, my podcast, Date Fails. Oh, my God. And I have to get you. I'm taping uh, my web. I do a show that's like a talk show, kind of like this, but it's a, a pool party talk show. But it's like Fun. a ghetto pool. It's like a kiddie pool. We wear swimmies. It's like in an alley. It's really funny. Sick. So I'm I'm filming a bunch of episodes of that. It's called The Hollywood Pool Party. So I'll totally have to get you on one. It's hilarious. I love that. I'm yeah. down anytime. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. So yeah. that's it, guys. That's all I have. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I hope Thank we you. Let's hang out soon. Oh, my God. We really have okay, to. Okay, let's go party. Now that we did this, we need to go like get happy hour and really dish. We'll put Things our phones we away and everything. Off phone. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Another episode of Eyes Up Here. Rate and subscribe. Oh, and you can check this uh, podcast out on eyesupheretv.com here at the Focus TV studios. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Yay! Woo! <laughs>